Happy Sunday, guys. I'm your host, Sharifa D, and welcome to the Sunday Social Hour. We are discussing self-worth and confidence with two dynamic women. Lily Lee Lozano and Jeanette Richmond grace us with their insight as they navigate through their losses and insecurities, as well as giving us wisdom on confidence in living as our authentic selves. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on to the Sunday Social Hour. I'm really excited to just um, sit down and talk and just get your perspective and your insight and your wisdom on this topic and this conversation. Um, We are talking about self-esteem and self-worth. And I couldn't have thought of any other people to have this conversation with. And so I have Jeanette with me and Lily Lee and um I just wanted to kind of before we even talk about the topic just you guys introduce yourselves what you do and um we'll go straight into the topic sounds good well thank you so much for having us um as you mentioned I'm Lily I'm from the Tampa area I've lived here for over 20 years now and I recently about a year ago had a transition in my career path. Um, I was with Verizon for seven years and um, actually exactly one year ago I switched over to property management and that's what I'm doing now and I'm super super happy in it. That's awesome. Hi I'm Jeanette. Um, um, I've been here in Bradenton, Florida for about 15-20 years. Uh, Family has been originally from Haiti. Um, I'm currently in the healthcare field. I work as the business development coordinator for one of the hospitals in town, and I'm really thankful for the opportunity to be here with you. Well, thank you guys so much for joining and um, giving us a little glimpse into your life. We are talking about self-esteem and self-worth. And I felt like this conversation was really important to have, given that we have entered into Women's well, Women's History Month and um, us being women from different backgrounds that and different and having different experiences that we can really share and learn from each other. And um, I wanted to talk about self-esteem because I know it's one thing that I have struggled with um, for a while, um, primarily from high school on to early adulthood, and then now being 30, my late 20s into now coming into my 30s, I've kind of understood who I am as a person and my value and the things that I bring to the table, um, not just in my career field, but also with friendships and with really different relationships. And so I wanted to start off with what do we know or what is exactly self-esteem and self-worth? I think for me, um, self-esteem and self-worth is really what you think about yourself, you know, from the physical attributes that you hold, your, what do you, what you think your, um, you know, mental, your mentality, your contribution to society. I think basically how you would evaluate yourself as a, as a human, as a person and, um, and kind of like you said, Sharifa, you know, it's it's definitely a hard subject. It's something I think that is not always 
constant. I think it's ever flowing and ebbing and moving. You know, I think there are seasons where we as women will probably have really high self-esteem and self-worth. In some seasons, it might be a little bit more difficult um, to have to be able to see yourself in a positive light. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to build off of that, I think um, while we were younger, we get confused with self-worth, with what people label us as self-worth. I think a lot of times we look into our friends and our family to find the value because that's what they think of you. And I will say, I agree, as I've gotten older, I've realized that no one else can define who I am. It's how I feel about myself and what I bring to the table and what I have to offer. And I think another thing to note is that it doesn't matter what age you are at, it is always a growing perspective. You will always continue to build on yourself. And I think that that's okay. I don't think that we have to define ourselves in the moment and we have to be that person. I think it's okay to understand and realize that we are forever growing. That's good. That's a really good point. And I like how you brought up like um, coming from friends and family, because I think that was the, one of the defining moments that I had in my life was recognizing I'm equating my value and my worth based off what my mom says, because she's the closest person to me. And so I, I want not necessarily please, but I want to be held in her highest esteem mm -hmm. and highest regard. And I think I carried that with me through different jobs and relationships and friendships. And I didn't realize how bad it was until um, I was in a conversation with somebody else. And they were like, Rifa, what do you think about you, though? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how do you see you? And I'm like, well, I mean, I feel like I'm dope. And they're like, you feel? Like, mm -hmm. why even put that key word in there? Like, don't you should know. And it it took me aback. I was like, okay, that I need to look at this in a different light. I really need to start working on me. And you're right, we're forever growing. We're always it's it's not an age thing. It doesn't just cap at like thirty or sixty or seventy five. Like you're always working on this. And I also think society has a as a whole has like this idea of like putting people in boxes, you know, like I don't know if you ladies ever notice when you go to introduce yourself, like one of the first things you do is like, I'm this person and I'm in this field, you know what I mean? We never start off with the things that we love to do or, you know, like, these are the things that I'm passionate about or I'm working towards, you know, and always like, this mm -hmm. is to the table, you know, like, I feel like we're like walking resumes in a sense, you know, always trying mm -hmm. to put our forward rather than trying to like, just show people our authentic selves and what we have to, I guess, share with the world, you know? And I think that's one of the things I've learned in this season of my life is just letting and is showing more of my authentic self, not necessarily like these are the key bullet points that I always have to touch on. Like, this is my career. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I just allowing your your true self to shine, I guess if you could say. Yeah. That's really good. That's I because you're right. Like whenever I go or wherever, I, whenever I'm talking to someone, they're like, oh, so what do you that's the first question that comes up. Oh, so what do you do? And it's like it, you become this I, identity, I guess it becomes your identity in a sense of like, this is my job and this is who I am. When in actuality, that's not who you are at all. Right. It's just something that you do to monetize. It's something that you have enjoyed. So you be able to make a living out of it. Mm -hmm. yeah 
So in what areas would you guys say that you have lacked or still are lacking in self-esteem and worth? For me personally, it's, it's professional, <clears throat> you know, in every career that I have been in or that I've, um, any job title I've ever had, I always allow, you know, my boss to give me my self-worth or to tell me what my value is. And it can be something as simple as getting a raise or getting recognition. Um, and I always needed the validation that I was doing a great job because of yeah. what my superiors said. And I think when I transition, transitioned into this job, I've built such a higher self-respect for myself. Um, and because I was very vulnerable last year when I was with Verizon after seven years, um, I got laid off and it was a huge hit to my pride because yeah. I was always the person, I always felt like I was the person that did the right thing. I did right by my people. I did right by the business. You know, I would never call out. And all these things made me feel like, why did this happen to me? And so it was a huge hit to my pride and my work ethic. And when I came into this position, um, and I think it comes with age too, you know, I do feel like you have to go through certain, um, not, I don't want to say tragedies. I know that's a very intense word, but you kind of have to go through your lows um, to realize when you are in your high. And so for me last year, that was a very low point for me uh, professionally. And I was able to rebuild my self-worth and my self-esteem through the people that I allowed myself to be surrounded by. Um, and then I realized whatever I put in day in and day out, that what I do is what determines my self-worth, not what my superiors say. And I think the easiest way for you to build it is by knowing in your heart that you're always doing the right thing. So in my career and per personally, as long as I can lay my head down at the end of the night and know that I did the right thing by myself and by my and by the team around me, um, that's what has helped me validate myself instead of allowing others to validate me for me. Mm, that's really good. That's really good. Really good. I think for me personally, it's always been like my personal battle has always been my physical appearance. Um, I've struggled with that all of my life. I don't know if you ladies remember like growing back, growing up in the 90s, like those ridiculous magazines like Cosmo and Yes, girl. They'd have you take those ridiculous quizzes and like show you those pictures of like women and teen girls and how you're supposed to like look like. And for if people that know me, I like I'm like the exact opposite of what the quote unquote typical person is like very dark skinned, I'm much heavier, you know, and so it was definitely a struggle, um, especially growing up as a person that's, you know, very dark skinned and never seeing anybody that looked like you until you were like, what, in your late, late 20s, early 30s, you know, and just having to kind of become, I guess, secure in my own self and knowing like, yeah, I might not look like the you know 10 out of 10 body of what from what this magazine says but i bring a lot to the table i know that i you know i'm loving i'm kind you know those are the things that i had to use to kind of help build my own self-worth when it came to the this body that god gave me you know so that's definitely one of the things i struggled with and i'm definitely getting better you know with with um coming to love myself and and just growing in that area but yeah, definitely. That's I would have to say that was my weakest point when it came to my self-esteem. Well, you are beautiful, friend. Thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I and I want to also commend you because it, it's a hard conversation um, for both 
of you. I relate to the both of you because I'm struggling in both ways at the in this season right now. And it's hard to one admit when your pride has been hit and when you feel like okay, I'm I'm doing everything that is right and yet I'm still not either not winning or not getting the recognition that I deserve or like you said tra- tragedy is a hard word to use but when hard circumstances come your way you're like dang what did I do mm-hmm. and on the flip side when you're looking at a body that you've been given that you're like man okay I'm working out I'm eating well I am surrounding myself with people that are trying to uplift me and letting me know that I am beautiful and wonderfully made and you still don't love you mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to even pass a mirror or you're looking at certain clothing and you're like okay I don't I don't even want to put this on because it doesn't look good on me and other people are looking at you and they're like, but you do look good though. And you don't see it. Like it's a hard, hard place to be. And it's hard to um, have that conversation with yourself on top of having that conversation with other people. So mm-hmm. it's, um, I think having safe spaces to not only have those conversations, but just to air out how you truly feel. Because I think a lot of us put up a front when we're in, in mixed company, you know what I mean? We put up a yes. front and we're like, oh yeah, everything is good. I'm good. I'm handling it. It's no problem. I'm great. But on the inside, it's like you're you're tearing apart. You're dying. Right. And so it's like finding not only the strength to have this confidence about yourself um, on the inside, but then also too finding other people around you that can uplift you is I've noticed is kind of like the the place that I'm in of like Mm -hmm. I need to surround myself with other people that are like-minded that have gone through the same thing that I can pick their brain to be like okay this is what I'm struggling with and how do I get through Mm -hmm. totally agree I remember there was a message that I heard a long time ago how you know we're meant to be in um, relationship with other people that will build us up because at the end of the day We have blind spots, you know, spots that we have a hard time defining when it comes to ourselves and our self-worth. And that's the whole point of having strong relationships with other women is to kind of help you see those blind spots in in yourself. Like, I remember for the longest time, like, I just had a hard time believing, like, do I really have anything to contribute? So for the longest time, I was a very shy and meek person to the point where one of my teachers asked my parents if I was a mute because I never spoke in class with whatever. Mm-hmm. And just I just felt like everything that needed to be said, there was nothing that I could share or contribute. And just coming to learn like, you know, you're there's only one Jeanette. There's only one Sharifa. There's only one. That's right. Lily. So it's like we all have experiences and and things that we can share when it comes to people that have walked similar similar circumstances or maybe will walk similar circumstances where we can help each other when it comes to our blind spots as mm-hmm. well. And I also want everyone to know that it's okay to walk away from people and to leave people in our past that don't give us that support or give that good feel. I think a lot of times we're so concerned about what people think or like, oh, if you don't want to hang out, oh, you know, this is just how she is. Like, oh, she never comes out. And you get concerned and you feel a sort of obligation to to go to certain events or hang out with certain people that don't bring you that positivity. And I think as I've grown as a woman, 
um, there's people that were very active in my life that, you know, bridesmaids or just best friends that aren't necessarily that person for me anymore. And I think once, once you, you go through that hurt and you realize um, why they're no longer in your life, that it's okay. Um, mm -hmm. We should never hang on to guilt because we, we feel an obligation to be around people that don't bring that value anymore. And it's mm -hmm. okay if they don't. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. You just grow that's in right. separate ways. Um, so I think that's something huge too, is to continue to surround yourself by women that support and love you and to kind of distance yourself from people that kind of have shown the other side of themselves over time. Totally. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I, I liked how you brought up the um, topic of guilt, because I think guilt and shame go hand in hand with having mm -hmm. a low self-esteem and low worth and low sense of worth and also comparing ourselves to other people. And um, I was just I just posted something about this not too long ago, like just as a reminder, like regardless of what other people say and regardless of what they may say about you, you still need to do you regardless. Like you have to do you because like Jeanette said, there's only one you. And like Lily said, you sometimes you got to leave those people in the past in order for you to grow, in order for you to fulfill your purpose of being here. And if you're holding on, you're going to hold yourself back. So true. It's like that saying, um, and is the thief of joy, you know? I think one of the things we yeah. have to worry about is... Um, Social media, you know, it can easily be like everybody's highlight reel, which is, I think, very important, especially in today's times to like, you know, share your wins. But also I feel like people forget to share their low moments or their moments where they're struggling, too, because I feel like more people need to be able to see that in order to be able to know, like, the season that you're in or the circumstances that you're in isn't just affecting you it's something that happens to people that are very close to you so that they would be able to reach out and kind of have like, you know, what we've been talking about, a safety net and a group of people that can kind of help and walk you through those seasons too. Like, that's one of the things I've had to give up is much of the social media that I use, I've had to like step away from it because I, it just caused me so much like tension and anxiety of like, you know, man, I'm not here or I wish I was at this in this season of life, like this person. And it's like, you know what? everybody's life moves differently and I should be happy for that person in the season they're in, but I should also be happy and and um, present in the season that I'm in, you know what I mean? Because things quickly can change. And then the next thing you know, you're in your next chapter, looking back and wishing you could have savored the time that you were in, you know? So that's yeah. definitely one of the things I'm learning as well. That's good. That's really good. Um, Lily, I want you to kind of talk to, walk me through where you got this sense of confidence now coming into this new season a year later having a job that you truly enjoy and you love? Yeah, I think for me, um, I've always been a very safe person. You know, I will say I'm the type of person where, you know, I wouldn't move if I got, unless I had a job in line. You know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do certain things unless I had plan A, B, and C. I've just always Girl, been me that person. Yeah, I've always yeah. been that type of personality. And so for me, um, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah. 
And I think it's important to acknowledge when you go through something that is bad in your life because you, you need to grieve and accept it in that moment. I think a lot of times when something bad happens, we just kind of want to rush through it, get it over with and get it out of our mind. But yeah. ultimately it builds character and it, it forms you into the person that you are. So all my moments, I've collected it and I've absorbed it. And I will say that because being laid off was not by choice, um, I had no option to even think of a plan B. You know, I was told for the first time in my career path and me as a woman, I've always defined myself as a career individual. I've always been driven by work. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. the fact that I did not see this coming, um, I never had the time to have a plan B. And so for right. me, it was the first time in my 29 years that I truly had to think on my feet so I would say going through something like that was one what built my confidence because I found something else within a few months and I'm thriving in it and I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. And and a second piece of that, um, we've mentioned earlier how people shouldn't define us um, in the sense of like, you know, if they're bringing something negative, like we shouldn't allow it to affect us. But on the flip side of that, um, the support that I have had from my husband um, has been undefining, you know, I can't, I don't even have true words to express how much he has lifted my confidence, um, and reassuring and reminding me of who I am as a person. Um, because sometimes you lose yourself when you go through certain things, you know, I can't tell you how many times I cried after I lost that job and I just, I couldn't accept it. I wouldn't accept it. And just having his strength and his his love and his guidance um, was a true defining moment for my confidence. Um, and I think, it co again, it goes hand in hand. Part of it is you and then part of it is is the loved ones around you. And when I say loved ones, I'm talking about like the rock. Like, I'm sure everyone mm -hmm. has that one person that you just do. You never question um, their intent for you. And so that was what my husband had brought to the table for me. Um, and I, I, I feel like everyone should have that one person. Um, but yeah, so for me, that that's what has built my confidence. And in my heart, I always feel like at the end of the day, I know I am doing the right thing and I'm being authentic to who I am, not, not by, not because of who I'm meeting or who I'm shaking hands with. At the end of the day, I know what I say is, is Lily and, and knowing that I'm authentic to myself whoever loves me for me will will stay in my life and whoever does not like that then they don't need to be in my life so now i've gotten to a point where i know when to say no and i know when to say yes so that's how my confidence has continued to to build over time i love it absolutely and claps to mr lozano because I can <laughs> totally, totally understand what it's like to have a partner who is very supportive, who is pushing you. Um, and we need that. Mm hmm. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Jeans. What about you? Where you're in this new season? I know the story with um, your weight loss and your journey through weight loss. And now you're in a, a new season with your weight. Um how and where did that confidence come not only to commit to that journey but now that you're on the other side of it um and just in general with work and life and the circumstances that you're in right now where are you where are you grabbing this confidence from um 
I think for me, it's definitely, like you said, been a journey of just coming to grips with like my unhappiness, you know, my, my struggles. Um, I think there came a point where even my own excuses became just terrible. You know what I mean? Like, like the things <laughs> that I would say weren't even convincing, you know? So yeah. um, I decided to just kind of take my own health and my own wellness and every aspect of the word um, and just really dive in, like focused on the things that really just were hard, you know, like just not being able to do the things that I wanted to do and um, not being in the best mental state. So I did something about it. You know, I I um, started working out, eating healthy. Um, I also had a weight loss surgery, which is something I think a lot of people don't talk about because it's, I guess, for some people really taboo. But I think it's, yeah. you know, you have any type of disease, you have a broken arm, you're going to go see a doctor. And if you struggle mm-hmm. with eating and um you know, just being able to just maintain weight loss, then there's options out there for you. So I took that route and it's been um, phenomenal. I feel like, I feel like I feel clear headed, which um, I'm so thankful for because unfortunately, um, right after that season, we, my family and I suffered a really hard loss of losing my dad. So um, that has been really hard in keeping the momentum up of eating healthy and being active. Um, but the one thing that keeps me going is he was just so proud of me finally taking my health into consideration and fighting for myself. Um, for anybody that really knows me, I'm always out there and willing to just be there for people and be their cheerleader. And my dad was really proud that I finally chose to do that for myself. And I'm heartbroken that he can't be here with us to see my growth, but I'm believing that, you know, he's still up here, up there watching me succeed. So on those hard days, I just choose to believe like if he was here, he would encourage me to continue and move forward and just find joy in the places that I can. So it's definitely been a tough journey, but um, I have to go on not only for me, but also for him. Yeah. Like you. um yeah, I have been a front runner witness to your journey, and I can tell you I'm really, really proud of you. I'm extremely proud of you, and I know that if he was here, he would say the same. Thank you. He would definitely say the same, and it's nice not only being friends with you personally, but also to seeing your growth in your professional life. Um it's really nice to see the both of you grabbing hold of this. This is me. This is me. This is what I have to offer with all my brokenness, with all my flaws um, and with all my greatness. I'm still willing to do what I was here to do. And you're reaching lives and touching people, um, even if you don't, you'll never know it or you'll never see it. But just sharing your story um, really allows people to connect with you both and Mm. see themselves through you and know that they have what it takes to see it and and go to the other side so i'm really really appreciate you guys you know digging deep and telling us about your stories Mm. um because changing over um we know a lot of like I said in the beginning, I know I started my journey with self-esteem issues in high school. And I feel like not just young girls, but young girls and boys turning into young adults. Um, 
especially in this age of social media and everything else going on, they're suffering a lot from self-esteem and lack of confidence, being bullied, people saying things about them that are not true. Um, and it's resulting in children dying. It's resulting in young adults dying by suicide, just not wanting to live out their life. And so in what ways or yeah, in what ways do you feel like they are suffering with this? I think there's so many ways um, to suffer. It's it's internal and external. But what I will say for anyone that is able to hear this wonderful podcast is don't constrain yourself to a timeline. You know, when you're building your own self-worth and your own self-confidence, my timeline is not going to be the same as yours and Jean's not going to be the same as mine. I just think that knowing that everyone is defined differently in the sense of you have to accept all aspects of what you're going through. And I will say, um, I know it's easier said than done, but not allowing people to put certain labels on you. You know, yeah. I think that that's the key is because the unfortunate part is, you know, you hear, oh, well, you know, she has, you know, small eyes right? For me being Asian, mm -hmm. when I was younger, I just, I, I would laugh it off, but inside I would be like, man, that's like really messed up to say. And when I got older, I realized I don't have to allow that to define me. You know, mm -hmm. my personality and who I am and my authenticity is what defines me. Um, so I would say it, it, it's hard to, to not take what people say to heart. Um, but I, again, I think that's something that you learn over time and knowing that it takes time is, is key. Mm -hmm. I totally yeah. agree. Jeans? I think for me, um, what I see with all this is really the importance of like remembering the power of what you say, you know what I mean? Like from being, a, if you're a teacher or a parent and just really, I guess, building these young people up to really know who they to know who they are and have a place that's positive where they're able to hear positive self-talk so that way they can incorporate that and then one day be able to have those positive self-talks for themselves you know they believe it you know I think one of the things that I remember going back when I was a child like kids would bully me relentlessly but um just having people that reminded me like these are the things that are true about you and what people have to say about you is not always necessarily true you have to hold on to your identity um mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that i've noticed is particularly with kids these days is just having true authentic friendships you know unplugging and spending time with one another and really cultivating relationships so you have those types of people to be able to kind of feed into you like I've noticed, you know, sometimes you go to places like libraries or stores and everyone's like head down into their phones. And it's like, why not have conversations with the people that you're with, with at the dinner table rather than playing on your phone, like cultivate the relationships with the people that are around you to kind of help when those seasons of, of bullying or just negative self-talk out. And I think it starts like, um, when they're young, uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but I work with children who have disabilities. And even for them, um, I think sometimes they get pigeonholed and they get defined as their behaviors, when in actuality, their behaviors are just a part of who they are because of a lack of 
being able to communicate or being able to ask for what they want. Um, and so looking at whole child perspective and now whole adult perspective is starting off really young of saying like, I love you and you are amazing and you are, um, you light up the world, you know, like you have such a nice smile, like things and not only physical attributes, but things about their personality that make them them that, mm -hmm. like you said, Jenna, as they start to get older, they can have that own positive self-talk. I know f for me personally, I had to start writing things down. Like when I was in college, I used to come home and I had affirmations all over my wall. Like just random different things between scriptures and just I am statements. And I was very adamant about reading them because I knew that's how I was going to build myself up. Because if I was waiting on somebody else to do it, it was never going to happen. I remember a while back you did the whole I am challenge and that was something that I still use to this day in order to kind of remind myself you know of who I am um I think one of the for the longest times I thought affirmations were ridiculous like but when I really sat down and thought about it it was really come um, confronting the things that I didn't want to do I didn't want to look in a mirror and say these things about me because I didn't believe them at the time you know so yeah as crazy or as silly pe or as silly people might think of as affirmations and really saying them to yourselves they really do work they cause you to stop and really look at yourself and say you know these things are true you might not believe it or see it but give it time and you'll really you really will see that you are strong you are capable of doing anything that you want to you know so those are definitely that was definitely a tool that I used to kind of help me grow my own self-worth and self-esteem as well yeah because they help change your mindset and then you mm -hmm. stop focusing on the negative things mm -hmm. in negative circumstances or negative attributes about yourself and you start focusing on positivity they say like even if you were to do five minutes of, a, of gratitude or five minutes of affirmations a day that over time over a 30-day period you start to notice that your speech starts to change mm -hmm. and it becomes easier to do because now you are you're like said you're building yourself up mm -hmm. you know so this question is a two-parter because um i'm noticing not just with you two lady but other ladies that i'm around um we're doing a really good job i feel like women are doing a fantastic job at lifting each other up um and then we have some you know that don't but mm. for the most part how um does lifting another woman increase not only your own self-esteem and confidence but somebody else's and how are we changing the narrative of what self-esteem and self-worth is for me um it's just so important to stay in your own lane and understand that other women aren't trying to merge into your lane. I think growing that's up. That's real. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Can you rewind I, that and say that again? Because that's real. We are all in our own lane and nobody's trying to merge in your lane, sweetheart. I promise you. And and I think the moment I understood that in life, um, you know, growing up, you're just taught to to hate each other. And I, I don't know mm -hmm. why. I, I don't. I think it's well before we were born. I don't know how long it has existed, um, yeah. but I'm very proud. I've, obviously, in all aspects of everyone's life, there's always progression. But I do 100% yeah. agree that we have come a very long way and we still have large strides. But where we are at, um, I'm very thankful to be alive during this time through that because yes. 
um, it you see it, um, you know, on news and like in your personal, like you see it everywhere. And mm -hmm. I think the moment, again, as you, as you learn that no one's trying to take your man or no one's trying to take your throne, um, mm -hmm. you kind of look at, at life differently. And I just wish that when I was growing up, like in middle school and things like that, that um, w girls had the mentality that us women have now. Um, just even something as simple as you doing this podcast and spreading your positivity, like it, it's so empowering and it's so enriching to the soul. So if anything, I thank you uh, for even thinking of us to do this. Um, but yeah, so I would say to sum up the best way I can is no one is trying to merge in your lane. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, that is probably, that is so accurate. Because I'm even looking at certain coworkers and people that I know. I don't I don't want your job. I truly don't. I I have so much respect for you. I just wanna be good at my own job. Like I just wanna be in my in my little space, in my little corner where I'm impacting my kids and and acknowledging the fact that you're doing great with your kids. I don't I don't want your job. I'm not I'm not gunning for you. And it's so it's insane how we become so catty and we become so mm -hmm. territorial to a point where it's like bro there's so much around for all of us mm -hmm. if i'm doing something that i see you can benefit from why would i not help you that's exactly. the whole purpose is lifting each other up we've we've suffered enough as not just as minority women as women mm -hmm. in general we've been so <laughs> oppressed mm -hmm. to the point where it's like i wasn't even valued I was looked at with, you know, as like I was looked at as property at mm -hmm. one point. Now mm -hmm. I have enough strength in my own voice to say, hey, I, I am a person. I am here. So if I can help you, I'm 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 just trying to bring you along the way. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Jeez. I think that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was say, I, I, one last thing I'd like to add. I think when you have that mind frame. It goes back, it, it all builds back to you. It, it contributes to your self-worth, knowing that you are able to help others from an authentic space. You know, yes. as you progress in your personal or your career, I wanna know that I progressed because I did the right thing, not because, you know, I, I gave negativity or I talked negatively about someone else. So mm -hmm. I think that that feeds into your, by uplifting other women, you're uplifting yourself in return as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. James, were you going to add something? No, I totally what Lily said. I think, um, I don't know where that mindset of like scarcity, like success is scarce and we have to hoard it all. But I think once we've learned the fact that not only can you succeed, but you can help somebody else succeed and the next person succeed, that's definitely a beautiful thing to see in this day and age. Um, for me, particularly in, um, where, in the sector that I work in healthcare, I think it's so important to be able to have more women and different diverse women working in that in that space in order to kind of help ensure that we give the most comprehensive type of care when it comes to the patients that we see everybody comes from a myriad of different places and to be able to have women that look like me or understand the struggles of just getting to a doctor's appointment or whatever it might be rather than just looking at my symptom and saying well you have asthma and you need to go get this medication but knowing that this person lives in this certain part of town where the air is bad and kind of helping them figure out 
what's the best way to mitigate your symptoms and get you healthy so maybe you won't need an inhaler you know what i mean i feel like a lot of people don't realize the importance of having different types of people when it comes to just simple things as medical care you know what i mean so it's i'm very happy to see diversity growing and continue to grow yeah and I even even in settings like this just having women who are of different ethnicities than you because what you may have experienced somebody else may not have or you may have experienced the same exact thing but see it in two different perspectives mm-hmm. and so being able to have that conversation and be vulnerable not just have the conversation but truly be vulnerable and put yourself out there to another woman in hopes that you're going to be able to have honest conversation and gain insight and wisdom from the other from each other um it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and um i totally agree with having diversity not in just in in healthcare but in also in all aspects of life whether it's your personal life your professional life you know um seeing it where it's i'm just for instance i'm just going to tell you guys a story i was out um and the, i was out and a woman was out with her child and the child was kind of like watching me as i was walking back and forth so i just stopped to say hi and um the woman was like, oh, he's never done that before. Hmm. And I just, you know, when you just kind of get stunned and you're like, what does that mean? Right. Because there's so many different ways that I could take this. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be rude. So let me figure out what you're trying to say. And she was like, to be honest, he's never, we with COVID and everything going on, we haven't really been out. He's never actually seen a black woman before. Hmm. And it was so deep, and she was like, just thank, she thanked me just for saying hello to her kid. And then, honestly, that was just, that's just me. Everybody who knows me knows that I, I will say hello to any, anybody's child. So, <laughs> the fact that she said it, and I was like, you're welcome. Like, it's in, it's in the joy, and just like, just the expression on this kid's face, and her face, and just us being able to have that conversation, and for it to not get awkward. Right that was huge and that's right here in sarasota Mm. Mm -hmm. may i ask and i hope this doesn't um come off arrogant or anything but was she a a white woman she was okay and i and i think from the minority perspective we also have to acknowledge that there is good as well you know it's so Mm -hmm. easy to just focus on the news and see the negativity and you know you now you see a white woman all of a sudden oh there goes another karen um, but I think mm-hmm. it's also important to acknowledge that not everyone is a Karen. Um, yes. And I think what you just explained is a prime example that there are good souls out there. And we mm-hmm. truly shouldn't judge um, based off of what we see for, at first hand. Yeah, That's I agree. agree. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And so to, we have about two more questions because I wanted to really ask you guys, and this one is a, a huge one. Um, how is your self-worth and your confidence attached to your spirituality? It is so aligned and so in sync that I think now as an adult, as a 29-year-old minority woman, I have now realized and understood that. Um, they just coexist and they have to have one another to, to be successful. Um, it's so important with the lives that we live here in the States to slow down and and give 
love and health to our spirituality. Um, I think that it's more impactful than than you can imagine. Um, yeah. And for me, it, it can be something as simple as just like, like this Sunday afternoon after a nice shower, just sitting and just being thankful. You know, I, every night, I don't necessarily always ask God for something. There's nights where I just thank God for what I have. Um, and I think the moment you realize like, you know, when I do see other successful women, women that are more successful than me, I've mm -hmm. now finally have come to a place where I'm like, good for her. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure she worked her behind off for that instead of being like, oh, I wish I had that. Or I wish I lived in a house like that. I think when I when I start to possibly have that negative thought, I sit in silence and I look around and I feel thankful for for what I have, because what I have could be much more than another woman in another country or in even another state. state and so, yeah. yeah, so for me, it's so important. And I think it's something that I, I will continue to work on um, to change my perspective on looking at my life and looking at others' life. There's so, there's so many ways to look at it. And it's a great metaphor in the sense of, you know, when you're looking at a glass half empty or half full. Um, as I've gotten older, I've learned to look at it more half full than half empty. Yeah, that's good. And I think I have to agree with Lily as well. I think how I see myself and my spirituality definitely go hand in hand. Um, looking back at like the seasons where I struggled the most and just trying to figure out, you know, who who am I? Like, what do I have to offer the world? I think those were the seasons where I wasn't strong in my faith and strong in my spirituality that I was grasping at straws from anywhere to tell me that I am worth something or beautiful or worthy. You know what I mean? Like taking all these ridiculous tests to figure out if like I have any chance of like finding a relationship or just reading terrible articles about like stats and black women getting married and all these things, you know, and then I came to a season where it's like, you know what, that may be true, but I also know of God and he made me in his image and mm -hmm. the creator made me and his awesomeness, then I must be awesome too. So that's things that I've come to learn is at the end of the day, some things might be true, but at the end of the day, God has the final say and I am made in his image. And that's what I try to hold on to. And it's so important. I, I just want to make it known that it is a thousand percent okay to cry and be weak in the moment. I think as, oh, yes. as a strong woman, you think that you always have to be strong. Um, you can't cry or or you'll be looked at as a, oh, she's sensitive. Or I, mm -hmm. I will say in the moments when I've had my, I'm talking like deep, not being able to catch my breath cries. Were yeah, the ugly cries, girl. Yeah, girl. Those are the most defining <laughs> moments um, of my life. And, and it feels damn good. Um, yeah. I don't have to hold it back. So I just yeah. want to make it known that as a strong woman, you are still strong when you have your weak moments. And when you are in that moment, like soak it in, cry it out, you know, like sob, it, it's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good reminder. I think as, I don't know if you guys have noticed, noticed it, but I feel like sometimes as women, we have to like, we went from a, an era and a season of women being looked at as dainty and like, mm -hmm. oh, as glass like you know i need a man to take care of me to know, so like, oh my gosh, exactly. <laughs> we're women we're we're strong we don't need no man like we can do all this yeah. on our i feel like there needs to be a meet in the middle like yeah i can mm -hmm. be 
can be fragile, you can cry, you can be mad, you can feel your emotions, but you can also be that strong person and go after your dreams and go after your goals and be both of those things. Like they're not mutually exclusive. Like they can be both. Yes. And, and shout out to the men that appreciate the strong women, you Ooh, know? Come on, girl. You know, like the ones that are, they're not afraid of, of afraid. the mentality, you know, like I can hold my own very well. And I appreciate my husband for acknowledging that and, mm-hmm. and allowing me to be alpha in my own way, but yeah. still respect our, our marriage mm-hmm. um, and him not being intimidated by it. Cause that's not always the case. And so I would say gratitude to, to the men that do appreciate and honor the women that do have confidence and, and carry ourselves the way that we do. Yes. Yes. Cause there's beauty in both. Mm-hmm. There's absolute beauty in both. And it's, um, it takes not only you being strong, but like you said, not your partner being strong, other people around you being strong to, to pinpoint it, recognize it and continue to elevate it and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's strong. She bad. She real bad. She's mm. real bad. She is a boss. And I love every minute of it. Yeah. You know, so, um, last well, last question, and then we'll uh, ask you what one thing you want to leave with the listeners. But last question is two habits that you have used to develop your self-worth. For me, uh, one, and this is very, very recent, I would say in the last year, um, I have learned to say no um, and not yeah. allow me not going to something to find my self-worth because I'm worried about what other people are thinking. Um, so for me, I, knowing when to say no in any scenario, whether it is work or whether it's mm-hmm. personal. Back then, if if my boss needed me to work an extra day, it was yes, ma'am, yes, sir. No questions asked. It didn't matter what was going on in my personal life. Now, yeah. I, I I can confidently say no if I have plans with my husband's or if I, or my husband, or if I wanted to spend time with my family, I don't feel that guilt. And as you mentioned earlier, that guilt is a heavy weight. And I no longer yeah. feel that when I, when I stand firm and saying no. And the second piece of that is um, I've recently learned to find positivity in, in my negative moments. Um, that for me had always been very difficult growing up. I've always been the type of human where if something bad happens or if, you know, I feel low about myself, I push it in a little corner in my head and I don't think about it. I don't allow myself to feel those bad feelings. Um, and now into my adulthood, I've acknowledged and recognized those bad feelings. And and when you acknowledge it, it, it really goes away in a sense because you've you've absorbed it, absorbed it and you've learned from it. Um, so yes. it's it's crazy because I feel like I've developed two habits to acknowledge it, acknowledge the bad, you know, and for me, that's very, very defining because I'm used to running away from the bad. And now I, I face it head on um, and it's become less and less for me. That's awesome. Power of no, man. The power of no. Yes, ma'am. So good. Jeans? Um, for me, it definitely has been. Um taking the time for gratitude and being thankful for the things that I do have, even when the season that I'm in may be a difficult one. Um, Still using daily affirmations, but also I think for me, 
especially in this season, has been really um, getting back to the things that are important to me, like my family, my friends, spending time with the people that build me up um, and just spending time with them. They help me remember who I am, even in this tough season of grief and loss, um, that this won't always be this way, you know, so one of the things that I've really appreciated is just spending, getting back to the root of the things that really matter to me, you know, the people that build me up spending as much time as I can with them because um, it's become so like blatantly obvious for me that time is, is short, you know, and I want to spend it doing things that I do, doing things that I love with people that I care about as much as I can. So that has helped in my, in my self-confidence and self-esteem journey thus far right now too. My um, two that I've been doing in it as of recently in January, I started writing down these um, just questions and answering them honestly and not just some like normal answer that I would give. And one of them or two of them that I put was, what's one thing that you like about yourself and what's your greatest weakness? And so answering those two kind of gave me more perspective about where I was in my journey and pushed me into taking time on Sundays to just have uh, self-care, just reflection. So setting aside time for my reflection and also setting aside time for gratitude. And those have been really transformative for me because I'm a go, go, go kind of person. And when bad things happen, I'm like you, Lily, I stuff everything inside and I'm like, listen, I just got to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And so I think I use keep moving as a way to not reflect on everything that is happening because I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to have to acknowledge this is my true feeling. And um, God was very clear with me at the beginning of the year. You need to set aside time just to rest and Mm -hmm. to get back to who you are as a person. And so between doing those two things, thanking him for just the season that I'm in for having an amazing partner and great friends on top of reflecting of hey in two months now in a whole new year you've accomplished three of your goals and being grateful and joyful for those things so that's kind of where i've been so far that's the main thing yeah so what's one thing you guys would leave our listeners with one thing i would like to leave the listeners is to understand that you are on no one's timeline but your own and that you experience things at your pace um and when you look up the word self it's one self it's not five self or friend self or family self Mm -hmm. it's one self and so that's you as an individual so it's always key to remember that you define who you are as a human and no one has the right to take that from you unless you allow them to. Dropping gems. Yes. <laughs> Madam Jeanette. Definitely agree with what Lily said, making sure that you don't give anyone that power to over yourself to take away your spirit, your self-esteem, and to define you. Um, at the end of the day, you need to be selfish, not only with your time, but selfish with the people that you surround yourself with it's okay to let go of relationships that don't serve you anymore that bring you more hurt Mm -hmm. Um, i said 
selfish, do what you need to do in order to be the best and healthiest self you can be. Mm-hmm. Guys, y'all just gave me so much life on this good Sunday. Girl, <laughs> I know. we should have said this earlier. Going <laughs> <laughs> all day. Okay, so much life. I'm, I'm just like remembering some of the things you guys have said, and I'm like, this is exactly what my soul needed today. Exactly. And I am so grateful for you guys sharing and for those who are listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, everyone thank you ladies for a authentic conversation. Yes. Yes, Yes, indeed. Sharifa, thank you so much for choosing us. It's definitely. (laughs) Oh, trust me. That was, it was a no brainer. I was like, this, this needs to be had. I'm like, Lily said, I wish we'd done this sooner, but (laughs) I am so, so grateful. So thank you guys so much. Until next time, peace, love, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you.